The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Is it possible to lose when you're flipping a house? Because it sure sounds like a sure win to me. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken Decker and Yetta Decker. And we're excited to welcome you back to another episode where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, so we can make our house into a home where we really build wealth and our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Mm-hmm. So flipping. It sounds like a really good idea. Those TV shows had me convinced. And yet you can actually lose money when flipping unless you do it right and with precision. So on this show, you're going to learn some insider knowledge, especially the auto market. There are markets in the States. There are some markets in Canada that actually make it reasonably easy to flip a house and do okay, and yet Ottawa's not one of them. Well, I think what's happening is the the shows have increased the popularity of people wanting to do this. Mm -hmm. And who I see having the greatest success are the people that are contractors. And sometimes it's because they have inside connections to get good pricing on on the sub-trades, Sometimes it's mm-hmm. because they're already in the mode of doing renovations and they they just know how to do it. They don't make mistakes. They're fast at it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's because they're basically buying themselves a job. Right. It's Because it's, they get paid to do the renovations. Right. It, if they do it right. If they do it right they and do they do it, it right. themselves. Right. And so one of the ways that it can kind of cost people and they think they're making a great decision is not counting the cost of holding the money, like holding the property. So the cost of the money. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other big thing with somebody who's doing it all the time. They tend to have enough cash and reserve that they're actually not waiting on advances from the bank. They're not worried about lines of credits. They actually have the cash to buy the property, the cash to do the renovation and then to be able to flip it a little more expediently mm-hmm. because they've got no slowdowns in the whole financial picture. Whereas when you're doing one or you've only ever done one and you're moving on to number two, you don't tend to have the same amount of setup. You're not really poised to make good money right. with it. So the ideal is if they're they're sitting with a big line of credit or something, mm-hmm. they can utilize that to buy the house do the renovations, and then sell it because that that line of credit is probably registered on another property that doesn't have a mortgage on it. And or just have the cash. Or just some have, of the, ours some, have some just of the, the cash. cash. Yeah. But for someone that has to actually put a mortgage on the property they're going to flip, you have registration fees, cancellation fees, all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. you need to calculate into the cost on top of the interest you're paying to hold it. And where I find a lot of people, 
including myself, yeah, because you've will, done it wrong. Will, will, will negate some of it. Is that I think it might take two months to renovate and we can go on the market, and then two months to sell it and close. Sometimes that turns into three months to renovate it, two months to sell it, and another two months to close it. So now, that's if you're lucky. Yeah, now we're <laughs> we're up to seven months, and I didn't calculate for that amount of time. Right, and short term money, unless you either have the cash or you have a line of credit on a property, is actually a lot more costly. Yeah, if you buy. You buy either an open mortgage, it's going to be more expensive, or you buy, uh, you know, if you're probably, I would suggest you do like a six-month term if you're going to try and do a flip, if you need to put a mortgage on it. Right. And so the other way people lose is they think they're going to do more of the work themselves. They think, right. I can do the work and I'm good to go. And then one of two things happen. Either it makes it not a two or three month project, so now it's a seven month project because it take, took longer than they anticipated, or worse yet, their ability to do the work is inferior and now the increase in the property isn't actually there. Yeah, because the work is not of a workman quality, right? right? So be careful of that. If you're not expert at doing trim work or painting or caulking or whatever it is installing a kitchen you put in a kitchen you put it in crooked yeah it's worse than not having put one in almost right sometimes it's worse yeah because it wasn't that bad yep or or you're installing a laminate floor you put in a poor quality laminate or you don't know how to cut around a a, a jam post for a for a doorway and there's now a big gape there or cuts into it. A big gap? Gap, gape. 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 Is that gapes. such a word? I don't know. There's a gap. <laughs> I made it up. It's good. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it does gape, but now there's a gap. Yeah. I got it. Okay. okay. And then, so not only could the rentals take longer, I could actually realize that the value isn't actually there where I thought it was. Well, that's and- where you really want an expert to help you in the front end. Because you need to know the value of buying it because that flip house has had delayed maintenance or or maybe it's got good maintenance. It's just it's all out of date. Right. And you're going to change everything. Well, you got to know that you're buying it at the right price and then you need to sell it at the right price. Right. If and you so end knowing up- what a renovated model will sell for helps you in that pre-calculation mode because all – the money's made in the calculations up front and deciding whether you go ahead with a project or you don't go ahead with the project. Right. Because if you have to discount the price to get it sold, now you're in a lot of trouble. It just ended up becoming not a moneymaker. Not only did you give yourself a job, you now actually lost money in the process. That wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. We've... On the TV shows, do they ever show people losing money on their flip? I don't know. I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah. I don't usually watch them because I do them real life. Yeah, we do the real (laughs) life gig instead, right? Yes. And so if you build something. They will come. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, that's what Field (laughs) the Dreams told us. And yet that's not always true. If Uh we don't build the right thing, 
or we choose the wrong improvement in the property, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden what looked like an amazing flip is a horrible expense and a terrible experience. Yeah, if you put in the wrong materials that people aren't looking for right now or don't because like. Because you love them. Yeah. Like yeah. you put in the 70s butcher block countertop because you like that and other people don't. Yeah, and it may not even be that extreme. It could just be the color of the flooring. It mm -hmm. could be the style of the cabinetry. Right. Right? So it's you really want to be looking at current trends. The magazines are a great source and online looking is a great source for your local area. Right. Right. Because I don't want to renovate a house like it were in Paris, France, or like it were in Flor Florida or in California, mm -hmm. because a different thing is in demand here. An example would be flooring. I've seen people put ceramic throughout the whole main level. And people don't like it. Because it's not common here. But if right. you were to buy a house in California, it's fantastic. Yep. Or Denmark. Yeah, that's Heated a different floors. Heated floors. Yeah. It's fantastic. Now, one of my favorite hacks, if you're watching this on video, you'll see it right behind me, this black fireplace, when we bought mm -hmm. this property, it had a hearth and a mantle and everything, and it was brass, and we simply took it, sanded it, and spray painted it black. Right. So you didn't have to buy a new fireplace. No, we had it serviced, mm -hmm. and that was a quarter of the cost or a fifth of the cost right and then you end up with brand new so there are some good things you can do oh yeah right so the big message here is count the cost before you get started count all the costs before you get started sometimes you can lose money when doing a flip which means sometimes you can make money when doing a flip right Yes. So welcome to the Inside Track, where we're really sharing on over 367 episodes that you can get on YouTube on our Decker Team channel. Decker Team, <laughs> that was funny, on the Decker Team channel, where we share insights, what you really need to know to make a great decision around the real estate that you're either going to buy or sell, as well as how to live in it and how to make money with it. And so all you need to do is whether you're at home or at the office, is click on and you get it when you need it, how you need it. And if you subscribe, you'll get it right into your inbox when, we, when we upload a new video. Which is fantastic. So how on earth are we going to make sure we avoid losing money mm -hmm. and we assure ourselves that we're going to make money if we choose to take on buying what we call a flip house. And we, we probably should give a, give a definition of a flip. Definition of a flip? Yeah. Is a house you buy in, with the purpose of reselling to make money. There you go. How's that? That works, except because sometimes people lose money. Is it still called a flip when you lose money? Oh, yeah. You're flipping just a different way. <laughs> flipping the wrong way. Yeah, All right. So what flipping three, mad. Flipping mad is right. <laughs> So three things that we're going to learn on this episode. Yeah. So there's about a hundred things. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of little things you do to make money on a, on a property. Yeah. But they fit into some categories. The first one is buy right. Buy low, buy right. Buy 
right. You can't emphasize that enough. People often will talk to me about selling right. And it's like, well, if you bought right, you've already got the setup for selling right. Mm -hmm. So the buy right has a few factors in it. And one is generally I want the ugly house or maybe the house that was smoked in or the house that has pet odors or the house that, you know, the kitchen is done. Not the one that the kitchen's okay, right? Because I got to pay for an okay kitchen. I want to buy an ugly kitchen. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And ugly bathrooms. And ugly bathrooms with beautiful green tubs or pink tubs. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And sometimes they're in phenomenal condition. They are. And yet they're causing the property not to sell. So we call it buy the ugly duckling. Yeah. And many times you can buy that ugly duckling. But they maintain the important things, like the shingles are good, the windows have been replaced, the furnace is recent, like yeah. all those major expense items. Then you can spend the money on the things that have the wow factor, like the granite and the ceramic and the hardwood floors and the upgraded trim and the nice paint job. That's what gets the wow People it gets money. People don't go, wow, look at that. It's got a two-year-old furnace compared to it's got a 15-year-old furnace. Like they don't even blink an eye. No, if it's whether it's two years, one year, 10 years, even 11 years, you don't really see any distinction between the value of the home. Right. So if you have to put in a brand new furnace, you're not getting the value of the furnace because the house was expected to have a furnace. Same yeah. thing with shingles. So you better get it really low if you've got to change shingles and windows and that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. So buying it low enough was point number one, mm -hmm. which we'll go a little bit deeper on. Yeah. And point number two, we'll just skim the surface right now. What's point number oh, two? Skim the surface? Yeah, skim right now. Okay. Fix it fast. Fix it fast. Yep. Super fast. Yeah. Or, as we'll share a little super bit slow. later, super slow and live in it. And then it's just it's kind of a flip. It's with the intention of not staying there long term, but it's not a quick flip. Yeah. And so then flip. it's also a house for you to live in. And it would still be what I would call a flip because it's not, you're buying it with different criteria than you would if you were going to live long term. Right. So a, a quick flip would be like doing crepes because they cook quick. And slow flip would be like thick pancakes because sure. you don't want them doughy in the middle. Right. Slow flip. Right. And then number three is make the repairs right. Because if you get the do the wrong repairs or do them incorrectly, yeah. it well, is going to hurt that's you. That's really part of two still. Okay. Still part of two. Fix it right, fix it quick. Right. Number three is sell it fast. Right. If you're doing a flip, if you're living in it, the sell fast isn't as important. Right. Except when you put it on the market, you do want it to sell fast because the longer a property's on the market, the lower it's going to sell. Right. And generally, if you're putting your flip house up for sale, you probably found another one you want to do. Right. Yeah. So how do we repair it quick and right? This is some of the prep time because if you buy a house, let's say you bought a house December 1st. Right. And you close on it 
January 10th, for instance. There's a lot of things. If we put the conditions in that we can get access to the house, we can line up a lot of things in that 40 days that we have, right? So we can actually line up the contractors. We can have them come in. They can do their quotes. We can schedule them. On the 11th, you start. On the 17th, you start. So knowing how long it takes contractors to do the different roles and in what order they should be doing their items really make it's it's like almost taking on a build project when you build a house you need to know what contractors when and scheduling is the biggest thing that can harm a builder because if it takes too long it's because he doesn't have the contractors lined up or if one's delayed then his whole lineup gets messed up so in flipping it's the same kind of thing line up your contractors line up your quotes before you actually own the house so order your materials so you don't waste all that time and then make sure that the contractors you're using are A, reliable, and B, don't do what I call pass the buck, which is that part's not mine. That part's his. And then you call the painter and they go, that part's not mine. That part's his. So passing the buck and that bouncing back and forth can cost you so much time. So have a detailed outline of who is doing what yeah it's like caulking you know the painter might say no i don't caulk the trim guy caulks and the trim guy says no i don't caulk the painter caulks so what ends up happening is usually the homeowner ends up caulking <laughs> and they don't do as good a job as and it either takes one more time right yes so make sure you know what's in your quote and where one trade starts and another one finishes right yeah great so then selling fast Selling fast is all about pricing. And if people... And exposure. Doing a flip. Right. Yes, and exposure. Having the right agent selling your property. But when you do a flip, you don't want it to be overpriced. Because you might go, oh, well, I need to get X out of it. I want to make $20,000 or I want to make $10,000 or I want to make $50,000 on this. So I need it priced here. No, what you want to do is price it just a little bit below the last sale so that it can go fast and and maybe even get a bidding war. Right, which is more likely to happen. Ask less, get more in this market is an amazing strategy. Mm. So if you want to make sure you don't lose money when doing a flip, (laughs) you really want to position it right in the market with the right improvements, with the right timeline having been addressed. Can you make even bigger money with a flip than you can a traditional property? That's a great question, Yetta. I know. And fortunately, we at the Decker team have spent over 30 years helping people. Helping people, yes, buy and sell real estate. And invest. And invest in real estate and flip houses. And flip houses. But not just that. We've helped people grow in their faith. We've helped people flourish and nurture and repair relationships. Mm -hmm. We've helped people grow wealth and we've helped people uh, really just build their finances, fix their debt problems. Mm -hmm. And so we're passionate, passionate about helping people build their lives and their homes. Yeah. And so today the answer is 
yes and yes and yes, you can make more money on a flip than a traditional property with a huge flip? flip of a house with a huge caveat. Yeah, if we want to make big money. Then you want to do it more than a little bit right. You want to take on probably something where there's a change of use that's significant. Yeah, that can do it. Change of use can do it. The other thing that will do it is when you can sever. Yes, that's not sever the Well, it could be sever the house. They call it severing the house, but you don't yeah. actually chop the house no, in half. No, we don't chop it in half. <laughs> what we do is we sever the land. Right. And there's a few different ways of doing that. And you it's know, not, this is not disclaimer. <clears throat> this is a big disclaimer. This is not for the first timer. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint <laughs> of heart. And it's not for your first time yep. flipper. This would be a more advanced flipping technique. Right. And also, not only is it more advanced, it requires more um, forethought. More preparation yeah. and a better and bigger team to support. Right. And before we get into severing land, I'd said you don't sever a house. I kind of want to back up that trailer, the Decker team trailer a little bit. <clears throat> if you've ever driven through Manatic, you've seen the Decker team trailer right on bank on Main Street. Sorry. Anyway, you can sever a house by creating a an on, like an in-law apartment, like a, an auxiliary apartment in the basement. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when you do that, you might increase the income. And increasing an income in an income property is the fastest way to flip a property. You might not even have to do any rentals. Like if you take mm. out poor tenants, put in good tenants at a higher rate, because it's monthly monthly income, income yeah. you've increased the profitability of the property, you significantly increase the value of the price, and you can flip that right without actually doing rentals. Right. And then we would encourage you to do a couple of little Renovo rentals and Renovo. Reno, Reno. Both of us have rented lips today. I know. It happens <laughs> from time to time. It's if you change the color sometimes it just changes the look of the property. Mm -hmm. And if you change a little bit on the outside, because the savvy realtor will look up the history and go, oh, that was only sold, so it's not really worth, even though the income's increased. And so little things that you can do to change the visual appeal, although they still have the history, now all of a sudden there's more reason for an increase mm -hmm. in the value. Right. So now... One of the properties we bought in Kempville was a mm -hmm. was a severance property, and it was a multi-unit income property, but it had excess lands at the back. And they were just kind of being used as a driveway and extra parking for people wherever they wanted to park around the town. And it had its own entrance at the back and at the front. So it was perfect to be able to divide in the middle. It has an entrance from the back and this property service from the front. So we were able to chop off that chunk of land and we got $400,000 for that piece of land that we cut off. And it didn't really decrease the value of the original property. Marginally, because we maybe if, if I had to do it over again, I would probably have kept a little more land back so we had more parking 
for the for that property because we actually deleted some of the commercial space and and added three more apartments to the to the building which then said oh we really should have three more parking spots so if i'd saved a little more land it would have been a little better in hindsight right but and yet for the most part it didn't really and it has usually as long as you do it right like this whole thing always comes down to right Mm-hmm. Do the right research, make the right decisions, sever off the right amount of land. Yeah. And I remember near Algonquin College, there's a couple of roads that had some properties that were basically on 100 foot lots. And the houses were in the middle, smaller houses, but you couldn't sever a 100, 100 foot lot, yeah. but you couldn't sever it because the house was in the middle. But by buying two, if you could get two side by each, yeah, side by side, then you could carve off like 33 feet off of each one, make a new lot in the middle, which was 66 feet wide, which is a pretty wide lot in the city, and they would build infill housing on that. Those were great buys if you could get them. And sometimes you had to buy one, put a tenant in it, wait till, till the other one comes up for sale. Right. Could wait five, 10 years. It could never happen. That's the tricky part. But if it does come up for sale, you better be the one bidding the most for it because you've got the most to gain because you can sever that lot. Right. Or create a partnership with the person that's buying that it because, it. Mm-hmm. or who does own it or who is buying it because they won't let you have it. Maybe they're a family <laughs> member. And so that's another opportunity is to turn, take two. Yep. Take, yeah, take two properties and turn it into three. Yeah, and now sometimes you don't even have to do that because the lot's big enough and the house is off to one side or it's a corner lot and there's enough width that you can take off a strip and you have access from the other road and now you've you've created mm-hmm. another lot. And lots in the city are going anywhere from right now 180 to 600,000 depending on where they are. And what they are. So that can be very mm-hmm. lucrative. So speak. Incredibly now good. they're limited supply. You got to watch for them and know what you're looking for because there's other people looking for them too. Exactly. And then the other opportunity is where there's a really, really little house on it. And maybe it's only going to hold one house or maybe it's in an area where you can now have duplexes and mm-hmm. you can actually take that one little house that's really not worth much. You're pretty much paying land value for the property. Mm -hmm. And so tear down the house, which I know kind of hurts, and yet we're seeing a lot of flips happen that way. Move it. You can move it. But a lot of times they tear it down. Yeah, or you can move them. But Mm -hmm. yeah, which if you have the right piece of country property, now you're really laughing. Yeah, you can make money on that end. You make money on both ends, which is fantastic. And then take what was single family, turn it into two units, and either choose to keep them long-term and just flip the little house that you moved on the country mm-hmm. property or further out. Right. And if they're zoned R2, generally you can either do a duplex or you can do a semi-detached. Right. Now, semi-detached is kind of cool because basically what you're doing is you're severing the lot. You're building one house with a dividing wall, but you're also severing the lot at the same time when you build semi-detached and you've got two titles double the chance to make money which is fantastic we like helping people make money and that's actually the most vital thing to think about here having somebody as a realtor on your team that's actually done it themselves actually knows of what they speak 
and has helped other people do it. The horror stories we hear is when you've got inexperience all over the place. You need experience on a team. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to be your partners moving forward because together we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team.